1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. everybody, this is Derek with Backpacking and Blisters, and alongside me today is a man who once wrestled a wolverine and strangled it with his own parachute cord to save his friend's life. Parachute cord. It wasn't me, though. I got scarred from that, but I am proud of you. Carl, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. Have you ever considered, like, a different greeting? What do you mean? Like, instead of... Like, hello, like, you know, this is, we've been down a lot of podcasts at this point. You could kind of mix it up, like, with uh, howdy or uh, greetings. Wow. wow. Or Salutations? Ahoy. Sal- <laughs> just say, man, like, you. Why don't we just leave that to me and uh, okay. let you. <laughs> I'll, I'll mix it up extremely next time. How about that for you? For everybody. I'm looking forward to that because okay. you're better than that. Let me just say that. You're going to raise the bar. I like it. So, Carl, what's on the, uh, what's on the agenda today, buddy? So we've got, yeah, I got some good stuff. This this is probably going to be like a Derek episode because this is something that you're right. passionate about. And mm. uh, I sense yeah. a tone of mockery. Is that? No, no, no. I thought, okay, well, here's the thing is I actually did qu- not, not a ton, but just a fair bit of preparation for today's episode. So mm. this isn't really like a competitive episode or anything, of course, but if it was, I think I'd win. <laughs> <laughs> lack of confidence we'll folks i think not i no i just have a lot of information to share and there are some things that surprised me or some things that kind of I, I guess i didn't think of when talking about this whole idea of going off trail or cross country whatever you want to call it and mm. yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping this is good and that there's some takeaways for some people i think most people don't do this or if they do this it's like very limited like maybe they they're on trail most of the time and then maybe they kind of scoot off to get find a campsite or I, mm. I would guess most people are under a mile off trail at most um unless they're just yeah like that's their thing which right. i think it's kind of your thing and so yeah let's talk about it before we get to the actual content i i got my bible verse ready to go today and when i think of hiking off trail and i think of the bible the honestly i don't know if this really relates but it's close matthew 4 chapter 1 then jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness and then the second part, to be tempted by the devil. Not not as excited about that part as far as for us. We, we struggle with our own temptations in everyday life. But when I imagine Jesus like going into the wilderness, I don't imagine he's like on trail. Well, they, they didn't have maps, probably. Well, no, they probably had maps, but maybe yeah, not. not as accurate. That's kind of a gamble. Not a lot of contour yeah. lines. Not a contour line? No. They didn't have like the National Geographic. That wasn't around, probably. Right. So he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. And okay. 
I don't think that he had a gear list. He was hungry and he was tempted in that regard. So I think we, yeah, we're not being led by the spirit necessarily to be tempted, but we're being led by the spirit to have fellowship. And this is going to be a time when we're not, yeah, it's going to be different, but I just, that was, that was the only verse connection I had. So, um, so, okay. so, So let's talk about this. What is the deal with going off trail, going cross country? Like, this is your thing, man. What's so good about it? Well, 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 let me just stop you there. What do you? Why do you think it's my thing? Like, what do you think it makes it my thing? I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, when we do trips that do that include that, like you really enjoy those trips, and then the last couple of years you've specifically said like maybe next year we can include some more cross country stuff. You specifically asked uh, for it. Nobody else has asked for it. Well, that just tells you who has the heart of a champion, you know, I mean, <laughs> really who's willing to go the most risky. No, I think, I think for me, it's kind of like a two pronged answer. I think one, if I remember correctly, there was like a couple of options we had for trips that were going to be maybe shorter trips. And I said, you know, maybe we could go off trail for a day and hike overnight somewhere a couple miles off trail, just yeah. to try, kind of make up some, you know, ground or, or add a little bit of something to the trip. And I think it, the other one was, you know, I've always grown up and I've always been a little bit hesitant before I started traveling. I was always a little hesitant to do anything that didn't have like a safety net behind it. You know what I mean? And so once I started traveling and, and living in different countries and things like that, I think I got over that fear and I really enjoyed that, um, that feeling of being away from everything. Um, you know, for, for short periods of time, just to kind of reconnect. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of why I push for it. Even if it's like for one night or a couple miles off, I think it's fun, you know? Okay. And I think, uh, it's, it's forced me to get better at my map skills and compass skills and all that kind of stuff. So I enjoy it. Really? So you're good at this. I, I mean, I, I think I'm competent. I mean, I think, uh, you know, my wife and I had to, had to go off trail on one of our hikes cause the trail was snowed over and uh you couldn't pass so we had to we had to make some changes on the fly yep. so we got up the map and uh made it happen so okay cool yeah trail snowed over is like almost like you could technically still be on trail but it feels like you're off trail because you got to navigate and it was hard too because there was so many you know people are like well let's try to go this way or that way so there was you know 40 extra trails going off in every mm. direction and so you get your map yeah, footprints like, yeah, it's like uh, so it made it a little bit trickier, but um, it's I like that challenge of of having to trust your map and trust your wits a little bit. That's kind of right. exciting. So it's yeah, no, for sure. And if there's footprints going different directions, then at that point you are either committing to trusting a random set of stranger footprints, right. or you're yeah. like, I need to trust myself, even if that's leading me down a path that's not, there's no footprints. Right. And yeah. So who really. do you, who do you trust, the strangers or yourself? Yeah. So. I will say that like back and this is kind of reminds me back in the day when Knowlton and I used to do these adventure races, we sometime like this is where, you know, you have to like mountain bike, run, kayak, all that stuff. And you've got to navigate. And there were times when like towards the beginning or the middle of the race, we would find ourselves like relatively close to the front or mm. a really good team would find themselves kind of back towards us. And mm. so we would be at this like junction where we're navigating and we would, and then <laughs> without fail, the team that was like, we were either too far forward or they were too far backward. They would go one way and we're like, we don't think that's the right way. And we'd go the other way. Mm. And then it was always the wrong way, like every single time. So, (laughs) (laughs) so So that, that kind of like put some doubt in your mind, but no, it's good to know. I actually didn't know that about you. So 
one of the concerns yeah. I have is because this summer we're going to do some off trail stuff is that you, or is that I wasn't going to have a backup navigator with Nilton not being there. So I guess I'm you know, excited. We'll, this explains why you got us lost a few times on the, on the trip. Yeah. So I'm that, not going that makes, trail though. That was more well, on trail stuff, but we were on trail. I mean, what does that tell me though? Yeah. <laughs> I should be Tells more you that I wasn't paying attention. So we got to pay closer attention. Fair enough. We'll work yeah. together as a team. You can keep bringing that up if that makes you feel good. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so where we're going with this episode is we're going to talk about a few different things, but let me ask you another question actually before we jump into that. So, you know, if you go into like Backpacker Magazine or just any of these sites or just kind mm-hmm. of any any sort of big time backpacker forums or anything, there's always a, a huge promotion of these Leave No Trace guidelines. Right. And since we're kind of trying to leave the trails behind this episode, just in looking at trails objectively, aren't trails really like the worst violators of these guidelines? I think in some ways, yeah. I think, I, yeah. Not ne- Yeah, I think in some ways it can be, for sure. Um, so if you're leaving no trace, like they're carving, they're scarring the mountainside, the hillside, whatever, and it's not going away. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we I literally were hiking last summer and we saw people out there with like weed whackers, like, you know, mm-hmm. cutting down to make the trail nice, which was amazing for us. But I mean, right. like I said, that's that's like the opposite of leave no trace, isn't it? They left quite a trace. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I've seen there's that. Obviously, I think we've seen uh, I mean, I've seen like people have drawn stuff, painted stuff, carved, obviously. You mean like markers? Um, yeah. No, there was I don't know. Yeah, maybe markers. I saw paint one time. I've drawn arrows in the dirt to, to point the right way. I think I that's, that counts. That'll that'll pass. That's okay. Okay. You know, I've spray painted on trees. Not really. That just kidding. is just kidding. Top of the list. Yeah, I just kind of had that thought because I just feel like you know sometimes they can get on their high horse with all the leave no trace stuff, and I am for that. Like we've talked about like picking each other's stuff up all the time, but just I don't know, just random thought ahead. Anyway, so getting to, back to what this episode's about, we're going to talk about some skills and gear that would be helpful or necessary for people that might be taking. Uh, cross-country travel to the next level, just things to know, things to be aware of. Why don't you chip in? What do you got? All right. Well, I think uh, first and foremost, if you're going to go off trail and you need some skills and gear and you need to, you know, you're going to, this is, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're braving the unknown, so to speak. So I think first and foremost, it's always good to have a solid understanding of how to read a map and or a compass uh so that way if mm-hmm. it's so easy to get like turned around or think you know you're going the right way or oh here there's that mountain over there it's not that far but maybe it's not even accurate i remember one time we were heading out i think it was after the red peak pass part two i, I can't i think it was that trip and we were we were on the back side i think it was on the day out or the day before we were wait, wait are you gonna point out that i got just lost no 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 this is not a you getting lost i mean i got plenty of those but i don't need to pull those out this is uh this is more like um we were looking up at the mountainside and we're and i think some of us were like hey that's el capitan or hey that's this and hey that's that and then we realized that it was something else and then we went a little bit further down and realized it was you know the landmark we were looking at was something else so i think even even um Obviously, we've been doing this for a long time, and we still make mistakes. So I think it's it's foolish to kind of think that, you know, you got it all figured out, obviously. But I think an understanding of how to read contour lines, a map, and a compass would be first and foremost if you're going off trail for me. And I think this illustrates why I can win this episode. Because oh boy, I totally agree with everything you just said, but I have 
a practical way for how to do that. So especially for those that don't really? actually have two, I've got two practical ways. The I guess level one, the best you. way that I learned how to read a map in compass, more so a map than a compass, was sitting on a mountain pass or sitting on a peak and just looking down at the area around me, trying to identify lakes and other, you know, mountain passes or ridges or whatever. And so just trying to like visualize it for me where I could see something and then see what that looks like on the map. That just helped me kind of think in that, you know, taking a two dimensional thing and thinking three dimensionally with the contour lines. But I think if you so, but, but pop quiz, let's say you get up to that Mm -hmm. mountain and it's super foggy, super rainy. You're like, I can't see anything. Okay, so are you going to try to poke holes with my suggestions? Is that the is that the response here? Well, I think it's I think it's I think that'd be the fair okay, thing I'm, to do. You could do you that know, for you anything. Your... So, yes, that's a that's a that puts a damper on the situation. Thanks, Derek, for that. Second level is in I I don't know this for sure, but I think in most relatively urban areas that have some access to the outdoors which is most places because at some point there's some open space. There's got to be an orienteering club. And I there, mm-hmm. we had when I, when I lived in Orange County, I think it was like called the Orange County Orienteering Club. There's the Rocky Mountain mm-hmm. Orienteering Club here in Colorado. And they have events typically throughout the year where you can go and it's literally you practicing with your map and compass to find checkpoints. And you can go as um, easy as you want. So you can start at like the easiest level. You can go as hard as you want. People are racing. They're running around doing this stuff. So it's good exercise. It's a great thing to bring the yeah. kids to. The kids love it, finding the checkpoints. You can do anywhere yeah. from like half a mile to you know a few miles. And it's longer, obviously, if you're going the wrong way. But that will like for sure hone your skills. At, that's a great that's a good idea yeah, and it's super fun too like super fun so you know i'll probably put that on the facebook page i'll throw some links out there and i'll search around yeah. maybe some other, some of the other urban areas but it's a good family activity as well and i, I don't think i do idea. that enough i should do that more often you should do that especially with your track record um <laughs> moving on all right uh, so that, i was just i was your, supporting what you yours your with list? some specifics there I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right. What's on top of your list, buddy? What do you got? Well, that's on that one was on top of my list, of course. So I'll go down to my next one. The orienteering clubs? Map and skills. Yours? Yeah. Okay. So I think similar set. Okay. All right. That's good. So this one. We're on the same yeah, page. Yeah. This next one, you have to have somebody in your group that's got to be pretty authoritative to make this happen. But if you're going off mm-hmm. trail where there's any sort of loose rock or kind of a, like mm-hmm. a boulder zone, then mm-hmm. you need to stagger your. Um, your distance between people and not be directly below them. I actually, one time I, I went off shore with a, with a guy and he, some I don't know how I did this, but he managed to like kick loose an entire boulder and it would have broken probably both of my legs and, and smashed my knees up if it didn't like wow. c- crack in half just moments before coming towards me and just, yeah, I was able to dodge it. But wow. like I... I, I can't a, I can't blame him on that one because I was literally right below him. I didn't know it was as loose it was as it was, but you gotta have somebody being like, no no no, you wait, I'm gonna go, and then making sure that nobody's directly below that person. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, that's like it reminds me of just common diving board rules. You know, you don't want anybody below you. As I've had people. Yeah, I don't know. That people are thinking a diving board though well, when they're out there. You know, people falling right. on each other, rocks falling on each other. You know. Yeah. It's like, common. I like, I like common the connection. I just right. want to try to relate There's actually, to speaking of those adventure races from the early 2000s, there actually was a dude in an adventure race that died from that exact thing. Like a boulder, like hit him in the head. That's crazy. So, That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I think That's he was a good in one. like state of Washington. So staggering your hikers if there's loose yeah, boulders so watch around. If, if there's loose boulders. If you're like, you know, hiking through a forest right. or something, then it's not that big of a deal. Okay. 
Unless it's that's, super steep, I guess. But all right, what's the next one? That's what an interesting got? one. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I would say a there's a. I mean, this is kind of a. If you saw the movie Into the Wild, I think uh, probably having some type of basic, if not more advanced, uh, some type of knowledge of the plants in the in that area, uh, like the shrubbery, the, the all that stuff. Because not that you're going to be eating anything, um, but if you had to for some reason, it, you know, obviously you don't want to have like whoa, a situation. Whoa. Are you on like survival mode right now? What's going well, on? I don't know. I'm off trail. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think there's the, 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 and people might be like, I don't need to know the bushes, Derek, like whatever. But um, I think, you know, if you're going off trail, depending on how long, if you're going for like a day or two and you have food, then don't just ignore it. Well, it's not that big of a deal, but. If right. you're planning on going gnarly far, then yeah, I think it would be smart to have some knowledge of the plants and the shrubbery around. I, Otherwise, yeah, honestly, I think that the knowledge for me would be more things to watch out for, like poison oak, poison ivy stuff. Yeah, well, sure, so, of course. Yeah, what, what about you? I think that you got to really do your, do your research in terms of any water crossings, and I guess this actually relates to that story, the Into the Wild story. I don't remember the movie part, but mm-hmm. this was an issue where the guy couldn't get back over because the water was so high. Yeah. So fording rivers typically. Obviously, if you're going off trail, like there's not going to be bridges or anything there. You might get lucky with a down tree or something, or it might be low enough. Right. But if you're going, depending upon the time of the season you're right. going, um, I think most people know this, but the basic skills for this is you want to, you know, find the the widest spot so that it's the shallowest. Unclip your hip belt. Hike against the flow. If you have trekking poles, obviously use those. If not, use sticks. If it's really serious, you might want to have somebody go ahead with some parachute cord and and set up a kind of a line to brace yourself. Um, if you know your knots, you can kind of set that up so mm-hmm, you can kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, like almost like the elven rope, like untie and it kind of comes loose once everybody's across. So fording the water, I think, and elven then, rope. and then really if it's in a serious okay. area and with, with all those things, it's still sketchy. You want to go earlier in the morning. So if you have to wait a day to go early in the morning when there's less melt, then do that. But mm-hmm. you really, I think you got to make sure that what you're crossing is doable. And I think this is probably like there's there's mm-hmm. definitely areas where this could be an issue in the lower 48 but i think alaska you know some of those spots up there in some of those national parks where where um it's just big wide open space you just got to know where you're going that's true i think i for me i think one of the things i think is important when you're going off trail um is is kind of i, I know we talked about maps and stuff but i think you know Going a little bit, sl- willing to go a little bit slower mm. and not be like, I have to get these 10 miles in, but um, willing you to go, to go, you know, slower, like there's no choice. Maybe, f- yeah, right. So maybe being satisfied with, you know, four or five miles, uh, going slower basically is what I'm trying to get at. And, and maybe, you know, if you're scared about your map reading skills, one other option is to kind of, um, kind of to, to find like a, like, I guess they call it like a handrail. Like, you know, if you're going to, if you want to like, you know, hike near a stream or a ridge or something, use it, you know, kind of go with it on your map to kind of help yourself stay on course as best mm. you can um, to avoid getting off course. You know, if you're worried about like, if I'm going to cut over this, cut right, over certain right. directions, like, am I going to get off course? I don't know where I'm going. So use a handrail like a ridge, a, a stream, something like that to stay, um, stay on track better. So, yeah, for sure. Depending on where you are. If there's no, you know, none of that around, then, uh, you know, you have to do something a little bit I different. I put down mileage so, is not a factor. Uh, so you're going to go slower and... No, definitely not. That's okay. That's, that's Yeah. You, you just got to kind of throw that do. out the window. However, you know, okay, just in in kind of looking this up, I it was it, it reminded me of a trail. We kind of talked about long trails in last week's episode. And there's a long trail mm. that I kind of want to do. 
it's called the Sierra High Route, and I think over half of it is. I think I've yeah, heard it's, of that. It's, it's, over half what, is off is trail, it? and very few people finish it. There's not a lot of information out there. Um, there's some, mm. but not a ton. Uh, one of the more famous backpackers in kind of backpacking lore, Andrew Skirka, he he kind of made up uh, mm. his own little booklet of it. You can download if you, you know, and he's got like a map packet that goes with it and stuff. Um, I'll probably put that right. website out there too. He actually emailed him about that today, and I was like, "What if I want to do this not as a through hike because it's like 195 miles, and we consider like you know over half that off trail. Like that's not going to take a long time." Um, so I asked him. I said, "Is there a way to like do this as segments?" And it, you know, basically, will your guidebook show that? And he's like, "Kind of. You kind of have to figure it out and figure out shuttle options and stuff." But I just had mm. this like I don't know this kind of moment. Maybe it was like a delusion of grandeur. I'm like, maybe we could do this and just do segments of it each year until we finished it. That would be awesome. But Good. yeah, That's we'll, true. we'll talk about That's that true. later. Anyway, so the Sierra High Route is kind of the one like awesome, well-known off trail. It gets confused. There's like, mm. you get the Sierra High Route and then you also have the High Sierra Trail. And that's the one that Chris Mead was talking about. That's, that one's a trail. It's like a legit trail. But the Sierra High Route kind of... This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com right. Mirrors the genre right. trail a little bit and just goes differently. So um, I, I don't think that was a skill or a gear there. I just was reminiscing about that. Sorry. Total tangent, folks. Total <laughs> tangent. Yeah, okay. All right, I got one. I got one. This one is like probably my favorite one. You have to know oh, how branches work because if you're going through like the, the thicket, then for me, like what I would do is I would wait for you, Derek, to sort of like catch up to me, like be relatively close. And then I would 
hike into the thicket, thereby bending the branches backward. And then right as you are where the branches should be, I would let them go and try to whack you in the face. I've done that to you. <laughs> I've done that to you. I think we've done that to each other a bunch of times. So I felt really good. I'll, I'll admit after I did that. Timing with branches is mine. Huge. Timing with branches. Really? You're going to throw that <laughs> on your list? Wow. I mean, it depends on who you're with. So if you're with your wife, you got to know the timing the other way and be respectful. If you're with mm. a guy like Derek, then like I said. Wow. I'm going to give them one more uh, solid tip. I don't know. Okay. This this might be overlooked. Uh, this reminds me. This is a combo of uh, the trip we did where we were going down that huge downhill, uh, bouldery hill in the downpouring rain. Um, mm. I think there was thunder and lightning as well. And yep. we were going down this off trail. And so it reminded me of, of that and also the movie 27 hours. So it, one, <laughs> by the way, I have not seen that movie and I will not because what? of the growth. I, I just can't handle that. I'm just, I don't have the stomach for what, what a lightweight, there. what would you do in an emergency situation? What are you going to do? You're going to uh, throw up? You going to help me out? What I'm just going to call, call your name. I should yell it out as loud as I can. That doesn't help Dare anybody. It? Like even if you're not even on the trip, like I just feel like like you'll come. Another, this is another reason <laughs> folks that I bring a sat phone for, Lightweight uh, girl. Okay, so that yeah, that's true. One of the, that's a good call. I uh, know, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna throw up and wuss out. So okay, so this is like if you're going downhill, it's obviously a lot easier to bushwhack downhill than uphill. But if you're going downhill, don't put your leg like if you're trying to like you're going downhill and you're stepping in random places. Don't put your leg between two big rocks or trees where where you might mm. unexpectedly like trip and have a bunch of forward momentum because it can lead to maybe your leg or shoe getting caught and you could break your leg or something like that, which um, right. is really not going to be enjoyable. So uh, just be aware of where you're stepping, um, especially if it's raining. Which I think just so. defeats what you just said about it being easier to what go off trail downhill than uphill. I think the opposite is true because well, of that. I'm saying be aware. Wow. So I guess more difference. No, opinion, I think, I no, I mean. honestly, like if you talk about mountain climbers, most of the injuries and deaths happen on the way down from the mountain it's because you are. Well, I'm not talking about death and I'm, I'm talking about my research done on okay. sectionhiker.com <laughs> uh, where they specifically tell you, uh, I read this uh, portion where they were saying downhill is easier than uphill. Okay. I, I think downhill is a little easier, yeah. even though it might be harder maybe on your legs. Okay. Uh, it's, it's easier on my back. I know that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, would, I would guess about 90 to 95% of the people listening to this podcast are on my side in this one. That The downhill, well, like, like in terms of fitness, it could be easier, but when you're talking about off trail stuff, like you have to pay way more attention and true. You're, if true. you're going uphill and you fall, your momentum's pushing you just against the hill. If you fall downhill, you could roll down the hill or, you know, like you said, break a, a leg or something. I am way more concerned about going downhill than I am uphill. Way more concerned. And then you're true for the more clumsy of, of folk like as yourself. That would make <laughs> sense. Okay. Uh, I think no. I, I know. I see. I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. I think. It's Wait. Just what's the website? Tell me the website again. Okay. So some of these things um, I agree with. Wait, some not, of them I don't. Did, Let me just preface that. Okay. I got one tip off here. It was sectionhiker.com. There's a bunch of things about here. Some of these are just ridiculous, but. Uh, there's just some ideas on here that they mentioned. And I thought the one about going downhill, uh, about the boulders is true for sure. But number 41, I don't know if you're on the page, number 41, 
41. Number 41 he puts. It's a lot of, lot of tips there. Number 41. Well, like I said, a lot of these are ridiculous. Uh, bushwhacking downhill is a lot easier than bushwhacking uphill. This is his oh, opinion. Man. Okay. So what, So just to clarify your research. Uh, are we just Are we just posting this on the on the episode to, to, to make each other look foolish? Or what are no, we I think this is an important point here. But just to okay. clarify, so if you are researching something and you come across a website where you admit that a lot of the information is ridiculous – your response to that is the rest is probably really true. No, I think you can. No, I disagree. I think you can determine <laughs> with your own like experience, like if these are things that are legit or not. Like me okay. going downhill and putting my legs between rocks and trees is like that's a good one. That's true. That's All something right. that's almost happened to me. So one of the things that you will find if you do like a Google search on like tips or tricks for for going cross country is one of the big issues people have where they get stuck is they get something called cliffed out where. They're they're typically down climbing to an area and they are like they're descending and then they get to a cliff and they've got to mm. a point where they can't ascend back up. And so they didn't plan their route well enough and now they're simply stuck. And so that happens. That almost happened to us. The downhill. That almost happened to us. Yeah. We weren't really going too downhill. We were kind of, were we in, I think we were an immigrant, right? And we were off trail and we were, uh, we had to kind of uh, descend down a, I don't want to say a steep cliff, but it was it was a good sized cliff, and we had to like find a little nook and cranny because we were up pretty high. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, I know where that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know that about? we, but we we could have backtracked. So getting clipped we out was like you can't go backwards, you can't go forwards, and so again, yeah, my point is it's on the good. downhill side. So. You can stick with your opinions. I'll stick with mine, but I, I think I'm winning this one. Just saying. You, you know, life is not a competition. So if you need okay. that for your self-esteem, I'm going to let you have it. I kind of do. Point do. Carl. Okay, thank you. Point Carl. All right, so the last one that I have is not is actually from our Facebook site where we had a, um, a gentleman named Mark, and he I, I just posted this, and I didn't post this with enough notice before we actually were recording mm. this podcast, but... He shared just a brief story about how he had this fun cross-country trip planned for Labor Day at a place called Moose Lake in Sequoia National Park. And I've been to Sequoia a a few times. I haven't been to Moose Lake, so that'll be interesting to check out. But he said it was beautiful, but he had done this before. And so he trusted his memory more than he trusted. Like, he he wasn't looking at the map, apparently, off the map. He's like, I know where to go. It's right up there. And I could see myself doing that for sure. He said he trusts his memory from 30 years ago. <laughs> I, I know. I remember when I read that, I'm like, oh, man, that's good. That's that's a gamble. That is oh, a big sure. gamble. Yeah, but if you have like, I mean, if, if there's been a place that you've been and you're like, this is one of my favorite places. And sure. so you just have a very, in your mind, like a vivid memory of a place. Like it gives yeah. you a lot of confidence. But I think his point was even so, like he still made it. And I think it added, he said it added a couple extra miles on his route. But yeah, he, but yeah I think you got to double check the map even when you think you know where you're going which is a fair i mean i can't i can't fault him i can't fault i've done i've done something similar to that and it felt great when i got there right um but you know the mind uh plays tricks on you you know but it's a good story uh because you know it just goes to show you like things can change out in the wild over time and and whatnot but you know but if you you know so Mm. i got a little trivia for you this is uh this is gonna be about leave no trace uh, I got this from the, the nationalparkservice.gov website. This, this is pretty official, as official as it gets, okay? So, uh, okay, so I have a list here 
of some of the common, most talked about, highest rated things that uh, people practice uh, in, in regards to trail courtesy. Leave no trace trail courtesy. So I want you... Wait, wait, wait. You just said leave no trace guidelines. Now we're talking about trail courtesy. Well, yeah, it's part of, you know, Is it leave no trace. You're being courteous together. to leave no trace. So it's, you know, it's, it's one list. Okay. Don't get excited. So this is this is uh, these are ranked, <laughs> um, and I want you to see if you can list for me. Let's see that you got to make this tougher for you. I want you to see if you can list for me at least four of these things, and if you can get the number one answer, I'll only require you to get three of those things. So, wow, you your generosity knows it, no bounds. It doesn't. It's really really okay. Bone. So I don't even really know what I'm trying to your, guess. At your here, guess, I'm, so like this is trail courtesy, leave no trace these guidelines. Are, these that are, are ranked by yeah, somebody. Yeah, this is a list of leave no trace things that you would practice. Or, um, okay, so I'll, I'll 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 read you what they said. The following guideline is build. The following guidelines build upon leave no trace principles. Help protect. Okay. I won't tell you where animals, history, plants, and enhance everyone's experience. So this is built upon the Leave No Trace guidelines. So this isn't specifically mm-hmm. like Leave No Trace, but it's built from that. And these are things that people should kind of implement uh, to be courteous, to keep the wild wild, et cetera, et cetera. So okay, it's not okay. verbatim like Leave No Trace, the list or whatever it is, but it's spawned from that. Okay, so that makes it harder. That's, exactly. that's helpful. So I'm giving you four. So it's just like somebody's interpretation of the leave no trace list, and then they rank it based upon their own ideas of what's important. And I somehow have Correct. to figure out Correct. what's important to these people that I've never met. Okay. From a government <laughs> website. Look, you're the Googler, not me. So this is this should be easy for you. Oh boy. <laughs> what are things that you you should practice? Trail oh courtesy boy. practices, and they also leave okay. no trace. I'm going to predict that knocking down a tree or planting a native species tree is not on the list. No, it's not on the list. Okay. Okay. Just want to clarify that we have someone in our group that is um, offensive to these. So <laughs> bringing. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, this is a side note. Uh, we had, I think we had a listener go on to our YouTube page and he went back a few years when we were tossing discs off the top of Red Peak Pass. Mm-hmm. And he just put a comment saying, Flushy should go to whoever doesn't find their disc. Oh, automatic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, true that. That was automatic. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. a lot so, of these, a lot of these you should get. Uh, but some of them, I don't think you will. I'm guessing we talked about some of these things. Okay. So there's the whole like bury the toilet paper six inches down. A few episodes you mentioned make a skull sized hole, which was one of the more disturbing things you said. It's still with me. I have nightmares about but it. But accurate. Go ahead. Okay. Is that on the list? None of these are on the list. None of the things you talked these about? Are, these are very basic things. I'm just shocked that you're not even mentioning any of these. Like, bring, like pack out your trash? Pack out your trash. That is one. Pack out your trash. Okay. Good job. Um, tie some sort of a branch to your waist to drag behind you to cover your footprints. Uh, not on there. No. No, not unless. Okay, How many guesses guess. do you want, by the way? Like 15? I'll give you like two more, three more guesses. <laughs> two, three more we'll guesses to get. This is already going way. Like, my generosity is like <laughs> at peak peak capacity right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I just got pack out your You trash. can't miss anymore. 
<laughs> You're the one guessing no Kaya right. branched your what about What about trail courtesy? So yield to either the uphill hiker, yield to horses on the trail. Ooh. Did you just um, Google yield the website? This is just, you said it's simple. So yeah, okay, I'm just making sure. Is that is that one or is that two things? Yield like to uh, yield to what? Uphill yield to horses? Yeah, yield to uphill hikers. I'll horses. give you that. It was technically mules, but you know, obviously there's horses. <laughs> <laughs> obviously there's horses on there. Okay, so horses okay. and mules, animals, llamas as well. Um, yeah, you said yield yeah, to uphill animals. travelers. Yeah, or downhill. Which one? Uphill for the third time, plus all the times I've mentioned that. In just a making episode. sure. Just making sure you didn't forget. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay. okay, that's three. You got one more guess. Give me one more. One you got more. three. And you still have not got the number one. Yeah. And you have broken this rule. Um, I've broken this rule? That's all I can say. That's not really a rule. You've broken this. Hike with a permit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good guess, but no. No. That's not my guess. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of rules I've broken. Way to sneak in an extra um, one. Like that. good. Bring, bring a bear canister in required areas. No, no. That's a good one, too. No. Oh, that's funny. Um, failure, failure. Uh, okay. I'm going to say, this might not be the number one, but I'm going to guess don't wash your dishes in the street. That, <laughs> not even on the list. Okay. Uh, good one, but not on the list. Uh, <laughs> so now you should have to listen to your... What was the deal we were talking about before? Your... Um, Listen to some music using a toilet paper roll. Uh, for at least, I'll say, I'll be nice. I'll say at least 30 minutes. It was going to be 45. No, no, no. 30 no. minutes. And you can do, okay, yeah. Whatever you want. It's 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. Make sure we go over the punishment for the answers. Nice. What are you talking about? What's the answers? What is yeah, it? I'm going to tell you what's right the, now. What's number one? So the number one answer, well, I'll get to that one last. Some of the other ones on the list were do not store or abandoned gear along the trail, like some of us uh, left, tr- you know. <laughs> Would not even consider that. Some people in our group have left chairs on the trail. Um, right. Pack out your trash. Fair Be enough. quiet and respect those who seek serenity. So I don't know how you determine, you know, <laughs> that was one. I, I don't think I violated that one. I think we have some guys that have. Um, I don't think I'm if you pass, oh, we had this question early, in an earlier episode. If you're passing someone in front of you, uh, slow down and let them know you want to pass. Excuse me, on your left. Oh or on gosh. your right. Um, okay. The other one was oh okay so now this these okay so the one you broke was it's best not to travel alone which you did the Jamio Trail you know by yourself. There's some people that prefer to go by themselves True. out there. That's obviously there. Not me. You know a lot of people do that so whatever. This is the one I thought was kind of ridiculous uh, because of all the places we've been to. Restrooms okay. are available along the trails. Use them. And I said, hey, that's true in some areas, man. In some areas, yes, of course. But in a lot of areas, no. So, you know, I mean, what are you going to do in Yosemite when you're going out there for 20, 30 miles? There's no bathrooms out there. No, yeah. I don't, yeah. I I think, so I think if your strategy to get me to get the trivia questions wrong is to just find some arbitrary website where like arbitrary in random order some guy just has some weird ideas this is about the national park service doc this is the this is the national park service all right send me the link because i don't this is you. the most legit list i could uh, fabricate <laughs> all, right. all right are you questioning my uh, legitimacy here yeah oh yeah I probably would too, but this is legitimate. So, well, the fact that it's talking about the, the bathrooms, like there's definitely places that have those. But well, no, I, I, I mean, like you, you, no, of course, I could, of course, I, I could probably, I could probably randomly choose 
25 national parks and 90% of them would not have backcountry bathrooms like for, you know, especially people that are That's why I'm saying it's ridiculous. More than a couple miles. That's exactly why yeah. I'm saying it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you're and you're still holding me accountable to this. Of course. Answer. This is the list that so. is to be thoughtful. Use Okay, well, I I will warn you that this next trivia question next week will be intentionally hard, probably impossible. Let me let me just you. let me just clarify on this bathroom answer. They also say dig a six inch deep hole, four to six inches, and bury your waste. So Which you didn't count for me. Which, for you know, they kind of contradict contradict their own, you know, so <laughs> they do. I will say that there's there was a time when I there was a backcountry bathroom. It was like, I don't know, two, three two, three miles from the trailhead. And it smelled so bad I actually like chose to go yeah. Well, I, you know, Glacier so. National did a pretty good job. We had some outhouses. I mean, they were hor- yeah. horrifically smelling, but they were there. Right. Um, so, you know, Section Hiker and this National Park Service, some good, some bad on here. Okay. We'll put all these links on our, our page for the week, and people can make their own judgments about this. But I All right. I think this is good. I don't – I think we still – I don't know if we got to everything with, with doing that. I think in the end, though, you'd agree that if you have not spent a lot of time off trail, I think this is worth doing – as long as you have, like you said, some people to go with and the proper skills. That's going to wrap it up for us today on Backpacking and Blisters. Uh, keep sending us your questions and your stories, uh, places you guys have been or want to go, exciting things that have happened to you. It's all interesting. We'll try to address everything we can, guys. Thanks again for tuning in from all over the world. Uh, and remember, guys, it's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Take care. I want to fly around the world. So, Carl, I'm looking at the map here. Um, there's a giant lake to the right and a giant mountain to the left. Uh, I'm not sure what you want to do, but it says here, you know, the road is right through the middle, but for some reason you've convinced everybody in the group that going, you know, fashioning a boat and going over the lake is the best route to take. Um, this is one of those times where the first mate might have to just put the foot down, you know, and just, uh, oh, no, oh, you're just, okay, we're just going to go over the lake. Okay, fine. I guess we'll see what happens then. TB, to be continued. Peace out. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.